Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of In the Trenches here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. I am Noah Hiles, and joining me as always are the two co-hosts of the show, Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening uh, on the podcast here, we've got another guest. He will be with us for the entire show. Pitt starting quarterback Christian Veyer is joining us for all three segments. Uh, Guys, I normally throw it to Gavin and Jake to start here, but we'll, we'll start with Christian. Christian, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's going great. Nice little Wednesday <laughs> afternoon, man. Can't complain. There we go. There we go. So, guys, uh, well, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys, too. Jake, Gavin, how's everything going? Got to be nice to be doing this show after a win. Uh, you know, the, the planning sessions haven't been fun in recent weeks, but it was, uh, it was a lot more enjoyable uh, this time around. Yeah, no, I'll tell you, I mean, this uh, this week's been great. I mean, starting with Sunday, I mean, coming in the facility kind of, you know, with a win and not a loss the last four weeks, I mean, it's just so refreshing to, you know, get back to practice and really, you know, it's like everyone everyone loves football to begin with, you know, win or loss, but it's just so much easier to do when you're winning. So, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm excited for this upcoming week and excited to keep the, keep the train rolling. Yeah, it was definitely needed. Um you know, the team's all fired up about it. Um, you know, we're all excited to uh, get ready for this week and hopefully get another one. All right. So we'll, we'll start off like we always do by just breaking down the previous week. You guys upset Louisville, number 14 in the country, no more undefeated, huge win. And uh, a big storyline was the guy on the screen here right beneath me. So I'll, I'll start off with, with Gavin and Jake. I mean, what do you think Christian brought to the offense Saturday night and, you know, how much fun was it to, to really get things clicking? No, I think I think it was huge. I mean, he brought a spark that uh, I think we uh, we desperately needed. You know, at a time where we're one and four, or, you know, we still have a lot of games left, and it was just it was that spark that we needed. And you know, he he came up big. You know, those two uh, deep shots were huge. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, before the the I guess the first drive in uh, VT when we got that long touchdown, I don't think we really had too many explosive touchdowns on the year. So it was great to see that. You know, see his poise. So the way he can lead a huddle, you know, lead, lead our team and really, you know, you know, kind of, you know, really what a game for us there in that uh, fourth quarter on that fourth down. So I'm super excited, you know, keep it going and hopefully get back and, you know, block for him here soon. Yeah, no, he definitely brought some juice that we uh, definitely needed. We were missing throughout the previous weeks um, that and like just being like a like a leader for the offense in the huddle and like on and off the field. Um, you know, I felt like he did a great job uh, throughout the game and continued. You know, even like in the shaky, like in the beginning, we were a little shaky, right? I mean, we all kind of knew that. But, um, you know, once we got rolling, you know, it, everything kind of clicked. 
and uh, we're going to do that again this weekend. Christian, my question for you is, were you were you nervous for this one? I mean, you, you played here and there throughout your college career, but this is your first start. You're, you know, it, it came over a bye week. It was big news. Were, were you nervous leading up to this one, or was it just like another any other game leading up to Saturday? Uh, yeah, kind of nervous. I mean, anytime you have your first start, you'll have some nerves um, get involved. But I think my biggest problem was that I was a little antsy. I felt like I had to speed up my tempo just because it was a game situation. I was like, shoot, I'm going to get hit at some point. So I got to go. I got to speed up my footwork. And I think that's what led to me having struggle in the beginning. But like you said, I was a little nervous, but I was able to channel those nerves into um, positive energy. And I think it worked out pretty well. So this is a question for all three of you. Um, just take me into the locker room at halftime. Because you guys, you guys are in the middle of a fight. You've been going score for score with this Louisville team. Uh, we saw a little uh, glimpse of it in a cool video that Pitt football put out this week. Um, and, and I think Narduzzi even said, he said, you know, no points allowed in the second half, which is crazy enough it happened. But, I mean, what, what's going on in that locker room? What, what adjustments were made, if any? Or, you know, what's, what's the discussion going on? We'll start with Christian and we'll just go around. Yeah, I mean, my biggest message in the second half is I told everybody we're right where we want to be. We're within one possession of a top 15 team. We knew all week that it was going to be a dogfight. I mean, Coach Narduzzi saying defense shut out second half, and they actually did, I think, just a testament to how we got in there, and we still had all the confidence that we have, if not more, than the first quarter. You want me to go? Yeah, I wasn't in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, just really just telling everyone, like, there's still another second half. Um, you know, everyone, it, positivity was, you know, I felt like throughout the whole locker room, no one was down. You know, we saw everything they did. You know, we were used, like, we just saw everything. And, um, you know, those halftime adjustments that we made were crucial um, for that second half, and it definitely helped us. So, Jake, a different question because, yeah, you, you were with me at halftime. We were talking exactly. about how th there were no hot dogs available in the press <laughs> box, a true, a true travesty. Um, but as, as a guy who's been here for a while, you've seen this team kind of play spoiler before. And I, you weren't around, obviously, in 2016 for the Clemson win or 2017 for Kenny's first start or whatever. But those were wins that I'm sure helped you make your decision on Pitt. And you, you've – got a pretty good understanding of this culture of this program what allows you guys to win these types of games to, to win games that no one expects you to it, it happens every single year how does that happen jake um i think it's just the confidence within ourselves within our team you know you know it starts with the coaches you know they kind of they give us the confidence to go out there and compete and really you know execute our jobs and after that it's just like we know we're as good as anyone in the country if we just got to play and execute we'll win any game. Like, and that's kind of the, been the story of this year is like the first, you know, five games, we didn't execute well at all. Like you, we go in there on Sunday and it's like, I missed a block or missed an ID or something like that. And it throws everything off. So I think we knew going into this week, look, if we just execute, do our thing, don't turn the ball over, which we didn't have, I'm mean, only two penalties. Like we'll win any game we play. So I think it's just, it's a confidence within ourselves and, you know, the belief that we're good enough. Like we're, we're a top 25 team if we play like it. So, um, that's kind of like my whole my whole six years here is like we've known we've been that good. It's just we just got executed, and that that happened on Saturday, and it was great to see, you know, and great to get a win like that.
against a you know a, Louis, a good Louisville team. So after the game, a lot was discussed. But if you're on social media, if you're in the post game presser, this thing right here became a pretty big subject of discussion. Uh, we talked about it on the show last week. Uh, Jake and Gavin helped you know pit football fans <laughs> stop hating you for a little bit. Uh, but guy, I mean, what was that? you know, reaction like, you know, just, just seeing, I mean, cause this is a program symbol that not a lot of people knew about prior to last week. So what was your reaction? All three of you just seeing the memes on social media, seeing dudes carry it up to the, to, po- to the podium. Christian obviously took some pictures with it after his press conference. I mean, what was the whole vase gate like on your point of view after it's all said and done now? Um, I think, I think it was kind of funny, honestly, like it was, everyone kind of took and ran with it and made it a bigger deal than what it actually is. I mean, granted, like, like you said, it is one of our program pillars and kind of what we, uh, try to, you know, do everything by like on and off the field, you know, just get it done, whatever it is, your homework, your assignment, your execution on the field, like just find a way to get it done, find a way to win the game. And it was just great to actually get it done and, uh, kind of make a, make it a little less like, you know, serious. Per se, because I feel like everyone on Twitter kind of took took and ran with it, but no, it's 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 all good, and hopefully we get some more wins with the uh, Blue Ace. Gavin, um, yeah, I mean it. It was kind of funny. I mean, I, I feel like the team knows like the true meaning, so like that's never going to change. But like looking on Twitter and seeing everyone's reactions, I was felt like everyone got a pretty good kick out of that. You know, Cradle did too. <laughs> and then Christian, you said you're in the blue. How many Blue Bases are in the room you're currently in right now? I think I counted 12 of them, uh, all different shapes and sizes. So as a guy who's new to the program, I mean, what, what was your first impression of this whole blue vase thing? And, and have you embraced it like everyone else has? Yeah, I mean, I definitely embraced it. When I first got here, I was like, what the hell is the blue vase? Coach Salem was uh, on my case my first week here. He was like, hey, I got a vase for you. I'm like, what, what's the deal with this blue vase? <laughs> um, but, like, as you get to learn the culture out here and understand these guys and Coach Dews, you, you find the true meaning in the blue vase, and it becomes becomes a part of you, the way you play, the way you practice, the way you prepare. And it's just it's a motto that we live by. Even though it's not all over the facility, I think it's something that we hold true to ourselves. All right, so we're going to transition now to the interview portion of the show. But before we do, Jake, who is this interview brought to us by? In the Huddle was brought to you by the one place in Pittsburgh where you can caffeinate and create, Brushes and Beans Cafe in Marysville. At Brushes and Beans Cafe, you can enjoy delicious latte, cappuccino, cold brew, and much more while relaxing and creating your very own masterpiece. For more information, visit our website at www.brushesandbeanscafe.com or give them a call at 724 724- Six one zero three seven eight two. All right. Well, I'm going to step aside here. I'm not going to take myself off the screen, but this is where Jake and Gavin typically do the interview portion of the show. So, guys, take it away. Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, so, what was it like coming into the U.S. in high school? Because I mean, I'm sure that had to have been, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, I mean, it was always something I know I knew I wanted to do. A lot of guys coming from Ottawa did it before me, going to schools. Um, in the DMV and really all over the country. So um, it was definitely a pain trying to find a school. That's, I mean, that's a long story. We won't get into it, but um, it was cool. I mean, I, I had a great experience. I didn't board, so I lived with families. 
I got to know yeah. them extremely well. I mean, I wouldn't be here without their support and what they did for me. So, like, overall, I think it's one of the best things I ever did in my life was, you know, get out of my comfort zone and get away from the family and, and just chase my dreams. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So now what, like, what was it like being in a different uh, country during the whole pandemic and all the, the borders getting shut down and all that? Like, how was, was that kind of crazy or? Yeah, I wasn't in the U.S. too long before I got bad. Um, I remember, you know, the news coming out that the virus is killing China and it's about to come over to the States. And I was just like, yeah, you know, everybody got that. Hey, we're going to take the week off of school. Everybody's probably like, yeah, week off, we'll be back. Next thing I know, Canada goes, hey, we're shutting the borders down on like Friday. And it's Monday. My dad calls me. He's like, yeah, buddy, I'm coming down Thursday and we're driving up. And at midnight, they closed, they shut the borders down. And I think we crossed probably at like 8 p.m., something like that. So it was really like last second, like, hey, you got to come home. And to me, I was like, why the hell am I going to come home? Like my life is my life is down here now. Like I go home it just ruins yeah. everything. I've done for the past two years. Um, thankfully, it worked out. The one positive I'll take from the pandemic is I got to stay with my family, like family time that I never got. You know what I mean? Time with my little yeah. brother, time with my parents. So I'm extremely grateful for that. But looking back on it, it definitely just hurt my whole process and my whole career. But I think, you know, I think it's it's going to work out for the best. Christian, uh, to, to follow up on that, you know, you get – because that was – your senior year or your end of your junior year going into your senior yeah. year, right? Yeah. So that's like you said, that's like a crazy important time in the recruiting process. That's Huge. when you're getting your final offers. I think oh, you yeah. verbally committed in April of 2020. Is that right? Yes, I did. Yeah. So was there a part of you that like worried, Hey, I might never play football in America again, because if you go a couple of years without being allowed into the country, we didn't know how long this was going to take place. Was, were you worried that it's like, hey, this might go on for so long that, like, by the time it's over, I'm, I'm going to be an afterthought? Yeah, I mean, once I realized I wasn't going to have a senior season, that's when it really hit, like, like shoot, this could really, like, mess up the next two, three years of my life. Um, thankfully, as the year went on and I committed to Penn State, I was able to learn that, yes, I'm guaranteed able to come down in January and early enroll. So that saved a lot of – a lot of stress for sure, but was there a time and place where I thought, hey, like all I've ever done, all I've ever worked for is just out down the drain? Yeah, definitely. And that was that was extremely hard, but being with my family, it definitely helped. And we all shared the same, same stress and same nervousness, um, but we all got through it together. Nice. Um, so, I uh, I heard you snuck back into the U.S. for uh, an Elite 11 camp uh, the summer sure before did. your senior year. Talk me through that. What what happened there? <laughs> so in order to get into the States, you needed to have a good excuse to get in. So Elite <laughs> 11 was my dream. Like if I didn't make the Elite 11, I was like, what am I doing? So when I finally got accepted, I was like, okay, let's go. Then me and my dad are like, how are you going to get down there? I couldn't fly in. I had to drive. And at the time, I'm – Shoot, well, I'm like 18. I just get my own license to like drive by myself past like 2 a.m. or something. So <laughs> I I get a fake letter from my high school saying that I'm coming back for summer school. So I get to the border 
and the border was insane. I mean, like a hundred feet before you cross the border, there was a stop and the people like checked your car. So they checked my whole car and they were like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going down to school. And they're like, all right. So they let me go through. Then I get to the actual place where you're supposed to cross. I give them the letter. I mean, they're reading the letter. I think it's like she called like three people over, um, the customs <laughs> agent. She called like three people over. They're all reading letters. They're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to school. I go to school. And they're all asking me questions. They think I'm crazy. But I'm like, hey, I go to school down here. So finally, they let me through. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I at one point, I thought they were going to send me back home. Um, but luckily, I was able to sneak in. So um, you, you guys worry too much about your border your border situation down south. Maybe you got to check up up north. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So how how'd you sneak back in? Did you sneak back in or were they just kind of let you go through? I did, Well, getting back into Canada was easy. As long as you're a Canadian citizen, they couldn't oh, okay, deny yes. the entry. But that going into the U.S., I needed a valid reason. And that was the letter from school, which luckily <laughs> that worked. because That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. So now why, uh, so why'd you choose Pitt out of like by all the options you had and like being a Penn State guy and like big rival, what was your selling point on a uh, Pitt? Well, to answer your rival question, um, you know, I'm a dude from Canada. I don't, I don't pay much attention to the rivalries and all that stuff down there. So to me, like that didn't matter. A lot of people right. out there were like, uh, Pitt this, Pitt that. And out here people are like, oh, Penn State this, Penn State that. Like to me, that was, that didn't exist. Um, but from day one of the portal, I think Coach Narduzzi called me when the portal opened. He called me at like 8 a.m. So I talked to him, and then Coach Signetti the next day drove um, and came to see me. We had lunch for about like two and a half hours, um, and it just it felt right. What you guys were doing, the system that Coach Signetti has, I, I believe in Coach Signetti a lot. And just you guys having Kenny Pickett and his success – I think that had a lot to do with me being like, hey, I can come here and succeed too, the way he did. Um, and obviously the city, I wanted to go somewhere where there was something to do, um, good food to eat. So that had a lot to do with it. But overall, like once I took my official here, I mean, I just knew I committed right then and there, so. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So Christian, on that note, you've, you've lived here for almost a year now. What, what are some of your favorite things to do? Where are your favorite places to go in Pittsburgh? Um, best dinner spot, uh, Pizzola Primo downtown Market Square. That's the spot. I think I've been there over 50 times. Maybe that's an overstatement, but probably somewhere around there. Um, things to do, um, definitely renting some jet skis and going to the point and all over the place. That's fun. Um, hanging out with the guys in Oakland, a good night out out there. That's always fun with the boys. Um, yes, sir. And I'm also, I'm also real close to Maryland too. It's only like a three hour drive. So I'll drive down there sometimes and go see, um, the Greenberg family, which I lived with in high school. So it, it was just very convenient. Like only eight hour drive back home, um, which is pretty bad, but pretty good considering the circumstances. So, yeah. All right. So great. So, Christian, what we uh, do here on this show, uh, we play a game with our guests each week. Uh, we've, we've had games pertaining to a whole bunch of different subjects throughout this show. Um, Jake typically wins most of these games. We cheated one week and let Gavin have the answers, and he won uh, one <laughs> week. Um, but this week we are doing Canadian trivia. We have five questions. Uh, a couple of these came from Reader's Digest Canada. 
a couple of these uh, came from my own research. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to get right into it. There are five rounds. Uh, every question is worth 10 points, and the final round is like Final Jeopardy. So you can gamble as much as you want or whatever. All right, so Jake, Gavin, you guys ready? Yep. yep. So we'll let Christian answer out loud because I'd like to assume that he has the answers to most of these. Yeah, All right. suck. Qu- question number one. <laughs> Canada, <laughs> Canada has over 2,800 of these, which is twice as many as the United States. A, hockey rinks, B, colleges, or C, national parks. So again, Canada has over 2,800 of these, which is twice as many as the United States. A, hockey rinks, B, colleges, C, national parks. I'll give you guys five seconds to show your answer. Four, three, two, one. All right, Jake. What do you a. got? You said hockey rinks. Christian, what's your answer? Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm an A guy. That is correct. It is hockey rinks. Sir. Bang! Right. There we go. One for one. Let's go. Hot Question start. number two: The beaver is one of Canada's national animals. Which animal is the other national animal? Is it A. The elk, B. The Canadian horse, or C. A reindeer? Again, the beaver is one of Canada's two national animals. Uh, The other is either A, an elk, B, a Canadian horse, or C, a reindeer. Jake and Gavin, you have five seconds to give an answer. Four, three, two, one. Jake, what do you got here? I got A, Tim. Okay. Gavin? A. A. I got panicked. Christian, what is the answer? Ah, I don't know. Yo, I, either A or C. <laughs> I don't know. I like, You're going to go with either A or C? Yeah. The answer is B, the Canadian horse. <laughs> what the heck is that? Dude, I don't know. Canadian horses. I think it's just a horse in Canada, uh, if I had to go off a guess. <laughs> but I don't know what makes it different than an American horse. But It's probably a moose or something. Canadian have, horse. Chris, have you seen like elk and stuff running around like in your backyard or whatever? No, no, no. I live way too far south for that. Okay. All right. Question number three. Who is the highest selling Canadian artist of all time? That's easy. Oh, of all time. Yeah. Drake. B. Justin Bieber. C. Celine Dion. Again, the highest selling Canadian artist of all time Drake, Justin Bieber, or Celine Dion? All right, you guys have five seconds. Show your answers. I'm going with Jake. Drake. All right, you're going with Drake, Drake as well. Yeah, gotta be. There. I might have to go with Celine. I might have to go with Celine, honestly. He knows. He knows. The Canadians Damn. love Celine Dion. Damn. See, you you, th- you set him up there. <laughs> How did I set him up? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he set y'all up. I knew that. Yeah. Right now. All right. Question number four. Canadians eat over one billion of these a year. Is it A, hot dogs, B, donuts, or C, pancakes? How much do they eat, you said? One billion. 
More than one billion of these a year are eaten in the country of Canada. <clears throat> is it A, hot dogs, B, donuts, or C, pancakes? God. That's tough. Oh better not be A, Christian. Okay. <laughs> better not be A. Joey Chestnut's American. <laughs> All right, Jake, what's your answer? Uh, B. B? All right. Gavin, what's your answer? C. Yeah, I'm going B. I'm going B. That is correct. Donuts. Oh. Come on, Gavin. You never been to Tim Hortons, Gavin? Uh, Yeah. I have when I went to Buffalo. Yeah, Yeah. when I went to Buffalo. Never had some Timmy's, man? All right. So, final (laughs) question here. This is is not a multiple choice. So... Mm. You're going to have to write these down. Damn. The most popular sporting <laughs> league in Canada is, of course, the NHL. There are seven professional hockey teams in Canada. Seven NHL teams. Name the seven NHL teams in Canada. Rather than doing a double jeopardy here, you'll get 10 points for every single team you name. So there are seven NHL teams in Canada. Name all seven. You get ten points for every one that you can name. Gavin, with that hair, you gotta at least pretend to be a hockey guy, my friend. Come on. I'm not gonna lie. I can't tell you the last time I watched hockey. Christian, are you a big hockey guy? No, not really. No. <laughs> There's seven. Yes. There are seven. <laughs> yeah. Holy. There's seven, and I can only think of six right now. Hmm. Trying to think. I, I'm not going to give any hints. All right. Jake, That's crazy. let me see your page. I got uh, Senators, Maple Leafs, and Flames. All right, so Jake gets three. Gavin, let me see your page. You got to show it up that way. Bang. No, that's sad. I None? Sad. <laughs> yeah, that's I was, was going to take the L. I had no shot. <laughs> I, all right, Christian. I'm not going to do that. Can well, you name all seven, Christian? Well, first off, I don't know why none of you guys said the Canadians. Like, that should be the, the most obvious one. The oh, Montreal shit. Canadians. That's true. Yes. So you got Canadians, you got Leafs, Sens, Oilers, Canucks, Flames. And then is this, I can't, I can't figure out the seventh one, man. So I got I got six for you. The Winnipeg Jets. The, the Winnipeg. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's all right. Uh, Christian, surprisingly enough, cleans up and wins Canadian trivia with ninety points. Jake comes in second with fifty. Gavin, not a good. That just that just sad, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gavin, uh, as we transition over, since you lost, you have to be the one to do the ad read, even though you always do the ad read for this segment. Go ahead. Tell us who this uh, upcoming segment is brought to us by. Uh, yeah, this segment is sponsored by Rendine Consulting, helping companies, staff integrate and optimize their technology systems. Call 412-965-5933 for your technology needs. All right. So the way this works, Christian, we go through four topics here. The first one is a headline reaction. Second one is say something nice, where we talk about the upcoming opponent. Uh, Third segment is the 
uh, practice player of the week where you uh, give some shine to some guys who have been looking good in practice this week. And the last one is uh, key to victory where you say your team's key to victory in five words or less. So the first one, headline reaction. This comes from ESPN. It's actually from the Associated Press. Uh, it says NCAA focused on employment status for athletes at Senate hearings. So as always, NIL, big topic. They've been discussing it, uh, adding legalities to it uh, for years now. Uh, but the idea of college players being employees of the university is something I'd like to get all of your thoughts on. So some of the, pro the positives with this, obviously, I mean, I think this would include a revenue share. So the money that gets made from bowl games, from television revenue, from March Madness, that would be shared with you. So there'd be a bigger financial pot to distribute. Um, that $40 million a year you guys get from the ACC, some of that would go into your pockets. Um, what would it also mean is health care <clears throat> from the university. And that means health care, I think I read 10 years after you leave mm -hmm. your university, you get health care because you played a sport there. Um, it would also mean a contract, though. So unlike uh, an NIL thing where if you want to transfer, you don't have to worry about losing a brand deal that you might have made on your own or something, you're an employee here. So all of these benefits are tied into your commitment to said university. So we can go around. We'll start with Gavin and then just go counterclockwise. What are your thoughts on being an employee? Would you rather keep things the way they are now with NIL or would you rather be a university employee? Um. I mean, it's a good question. I really honestly don't know. I mean, I kind of like things how they are now. I don't really know what they'd look like. If they were different. Um, you know, I kind of like content right now where I am. I feel like I'm uh, doing pretty good. Um, so I don't know. I'll see that's, what uh, what everyone else thinks. But that but, yeah. Snickers money's treating you well, huh, Gavin? <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> Christian, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think there's a lot of implications both ways but i think my biggest stance on it is um like you said the acc makes what like 40 million i mean mm -hmm. if we could just get like a just a small percentage of that i think it would be more than enough for us student athletes for sure um i think we can i think if they can benefit off of us you know playing every week and putting our bodies on the line i think that um we're entitled to at least a little chunk of that, for sure. And to be clear, Christian, the ACC doesn't get $40 million. Every school in the ACC gets $40 million a year oh. based off of the television deal. And that number is like, okay, uh, I believe it's like 60 or 70 uh, in the Big Ten or the SEC right now. So, Damn. yeah. So that's I mean, if, if every, every sport year. got a little chunk of that, I think everybody would be extremely happy and satisfied. Jake? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Christian on that. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I would take if I had the choice, I would be an employee and definitely take that. Uh, what you said, healthcare for ten years after we play. I mean, that's huge. I mean, you could you know do a lot of things with that, and you know, I think there's more money to be made than nil. I think um, you know if you're getting a chunk of the the forty million, I mean, we're probably making more than we're already making right now. So I think um, being an employee and kind of like having a contract, and I think. And honestly, I think it, sh it should be by a uh, performance base too. I mean, this is probably a whole other avenue, but I mean, like, I feel like you should be getting compensated for your work, you know, 
you're a starter or you or you score 50 touchdowns, you should get compensated for as if you're doing that, you know? Not someone that doesn't necessarily play getting more than someone that's been out there starting making plays. You know, that's been, I think, a big thing in NIL, which it hasn't happened in our team, but it could, it could like, be a distraction for teams, you know, elsewhere. Like, you know, they could be seeing yeah. guys in the background getting more money when the starter's not even getting paid, you know? So I think uh, having a contract and having people stick to, like, performing performance-based because at the end of the day this is a pr- production business you know we talk about it all the time you know how much production is what dog so uh so that's uh yeah i kind of lost my train of thought there but i mean honestly okay. yeah I, I would i would love the um to be an employee and you know get paid as if uh get paid for what i do essentially i guess my take on it would also be why can't it be both you know like professional right. athletes are employees of their teams but they all have brand deals. They have shoe deals. They have endorsements. They have, they're able to, if they have a YouTube channel, they can profit off that. So if you guys were to become university employees, you know, like that's your base salary that guarantees you certain money. But if you do perform well, and I think that's where the incentive comes in, Jake, to do well, where, you know, everyone from the team gets a certain amount. But then if you do well, and you become like a Michael Penix or a Caleb Williams, and and you become a national household name, brands will still want to work with you. And you can have an agent to help you negotiate those brand deals. So I think, why why can't it be both? I guess would be my thing if I were in your guys' spot. But uh, that whole concept will be interesting because I, I don't know how a revenue share agreement works out to where it would be beneficial for college players because you guys can't really form a players union because none of you guys are going to be there for more than four or five years. And that's something that takes a lot of time, but we'll certainly be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Um, Cause things are not going to stay the way they are now. It's clear. It's either going to change one way or another. So we'll move forward now to say something nice, uh, say something nice about your upcoming opponent, wake forest three and three, you guys play there on the road in Winston Salem, Saturday at three 30. We'll go, uh, clockwise, we'll start with Jake and go around. Jake, say something nice about Wake Forest. Um, no, they're they're a super talented team. I mean, they're a team that, like you said, they're three and three. But truly, I mean, they're they're a team that could be as easily three and three. They could be probably five and one. You know, they played Clemson tough. They played uh, Virginia Tech tough to the to the fourth quarter. I mean, it's a really good team. Really talented defense. I mean, up front, they're physical, they're fast, explosive. So. I mean, we got our hands full, but I mean, that's that's what we look forward to, and just execute, and we'll see uh, see how we uh, feel on Sunday. You know. Yeah, like Jake said, they're a great team. Um, I've actually yeah, got uh, somebody okay. I look up to from <clears throat> Ottawa. His name is Luigi Valen. He played at Wake Forest his last couple of years before he went on to go play defensive end for the Vikings. So uh, I'm excited to go down there. I actually know one of their linemen, so. Excited for the opportunity. Gavin? Yeah, no, I mean, we get to play another good football team this week. Um, you know, up front, they're pretty big. Um, you know, I think they're good tacklers uh, in open field and stuff like that. So it'll be a fun test. All right. And, okay, so third down, we go with uh, Jake and Gavin podcast practice player of the week. Uh, we'll go. We'll start with Gavin and go around. Who is your practice MVP this week, Gavin? 
Yeah, I'm going to give it to uh, Kenny Johnson. Uh, I feel like he had a good week of practice. Uh, he had a hell of a catch today in practice I saw him make, so I'm going to give it to him this week. I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go defense to the ball. I'm going to say uh, DeAndre Jules. I think he's going to have a really good game. I mean, we talked about him a lot earlier in the season with uh, how he played in camp and stuff. And, you know, he's been he's been a guy that's been super close to making, you know, splash plays, just, you know, maybe a missed tackle in the backfield or a missed sack here or there. But, I mean, that guy, he's he's getting to the quarterback, so I, I think he's going to have a great, great week this week. Christian, what about you, practice player of the week? I'm going to give a shout-out to one of our D-linemen on the scout team, Thomas Aiden. Uh, I mean, I, I could give the award to him for every single week this year. Dog. He bring, he brings the energy to practice. He pushes our O-line extremely hard. And today he, he was a factor for sure. So, um, you know, super thankful to have that guy to, to get us get us ready every week. All yeah, right, pay, piggyback off that, honestly, you know, Tom, Thomas is a guy that I'm not sure if anyone, a lot of people in the media know or outside of the facility really know. But, I mean, that's a guy that comes in. He's, he's a walk-on. He's a guy that – uh. Gives us everything every day. I mean, that dude, like Christian mm-hmm. said, like he's giving us fits. And I'll tell you, it makes it so much easier for guys like me inside, sometimes Gavin, when he gets to block him every once in a while. I mean, it makes the game so much easier. And it's just crazy how fast it is, you know, during the week, you know, practicing against him. So, I mean, I, I think that guy has a bright future here. I think uh, he's going to be a guy that a lot of Pitt fans will get to know here in the, in the next couple of years. All right. Well, it looks like Gavin's having a little bit of Wi-Fi issues. So uh, we can just – oh, yep, and he's gone. So we can wrap up the show here with uh, our our key to victory. In five words or less, we'll let uh, Jake and Christian give their key to victory. Christian, we'll start with you. Five words or less, how does Pitt beat Wake Forest? No turnovers. There you go. All right. Um, execute. Christian, I like that how you said no turnovers and then there you go. Uh, so, like, even that's perfect five. Man. There you go. All right. So, on behalf of Gavin, who is gone, uh, and, and Jake and our guest Christian, I'm Noah House signing off saying thanks for tuning in for another episode of In the Trenches here on the Post Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. You can hit that subscribe button if you want to for all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage by the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Take care. Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette.